fabulous about them. I, I'm sorry, I, I really don't know what you're driving. I just don't. wall is bathed in a yellow light or perhaps there's been some interference in Bob's brain but that's how he sees the white wall. I got one number yesterday coming through my cell phone and it wasn't in my contacts it just came up as uh, a local number and if you're like me, I I get I get all these numbers that call me, and I think most of them are super spammy, like robocalls. But this one, it was just localish looking, and I think the number was like six one five two nine two da 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 da. And uh, I just I was like, oh, taking this one, hello. And it's a very lovely and wonderful salon that I have gone to. Yes, I go to salons. And I uh, I have a stylist there who's outstanding. And uh, it wasn't the stylist uh, herself that was phoning. It was somebody else, which is unusual. And they were like, hello, Mr. Little. And we identified that it was me. And then they were like, well... We're going through a list of clients of the stylist that you know. And the stylist has tested positive for COVID-19. And we see that you were here in the salon a week ago. And we felt that it was our duty to call you. And uh, I ask a few questions to try to. It, it turns out that the test the stylist took was a few days later than the day I was there. But that was the day they felt bad. They felt bad on that day. And then um, the results, for most of us, unless you're a VIP, the results take a few days to get back. And uh, the stylist had just found out that she was sick yesterday morning with COVID-19. So, um, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do anything. I was just going <laughs> to, that I was just going to, um, be strong, be male, suck it up. And then I thought, man, the whole fucking world is, suffering <laughs> this took a little while to get to that next feeling um i broached hypothetically hey tara if you knew that you were in touch with someone that had tested positive what would you do and um tara's not super into hypotheticals and uh, <laughs> we quickly discussed that I was going to get tested. In fact, Tara, to her great credit, was like, let's just go now. And I kid you not, it was like 7.15 p.m. last night. She's like, I know a place that we can go. It's a clinic. 
we actually went to the clinic. They should have been able to test us, but they were like, oh my, we are so overbooked already. We can't take any more people for today, but you can come back tomorrow at eight. Um, I went, I went through some different, uh, thoughts about what to do. <laughs> and I finally was like, I, I gotta go. I think I might go to Vanderbilt Medical Center to be tested. But when I went to Vanderbilt Medical Center's website to learn about all the ways you can be tested, it turns out you have to have symptoms. You have to be symptomatic. And, of course, so many folks are like this, and I'm thankful I'm like this, but it's just an odd thing. But I, I don't have any symptoms of sore throat, coughing, fever, funny chills, loss of smell or taste. I don't have those. So Vanderbilt was like, well, on the website, they were like, yeah. Um. So I went to Nashville Metro Health or Nashville Health, which is the Metro um, Commission of Health. And I, uh, I had three choices. I could go to the Titans Stadium, Nissan Stadium parking lot. I could go to an abandoned and closed Kmart on the way to Antioch. Um, I, I, I looked it up on the map. Um, and I was like, that's not, well, it's not close to me. And then I, something about an abandoned Kmart. I mean, they didn't say, what is it called? Like a closed Kmart was how they advertised it. And it's just a shopping center uh, parking lot from what I can tell. And then the third option, Meharry Medical College. Meharry is just a few miles from where I live. And doesn't that sound great? Meharry Medical College. That's out of those three options. Football stadium parking lot. Closed Kmart. Meharry Medical College. Well, I waited in line no exaggeration, for an hour and a half winding through the streets of Meharry Medical College, which I think this time of year there's not education happening. Uh, Meharry's super cool, historically black uh, university and, and obviously medical school. Um, I, I did something a little unusual, and I'm going to share it. I had so much time to myself. I listened to all these podcasts and then as I'm finally getting finally getting to where I knew I would finally be tested, I just decided to cut my phone on and record <laughs> my thoughts and record the moment of the test. So here you go. This is my phone recording of me taking the test. Just try to imagine visually, really, really visually. I'm being silly.
it's like 130, 135,000 have died in the U.S. from COVID-19. I realize in many cases there was pre-existing and or underlying other conditions that were a part of that. And yet, it's... I th- being, so I, being in the line at Meharry and the line of cars and just thinking about, <laughs> I guess, just population, that, which is a funny abstract idea, but this population in one site of several, and this is just the public health sites, and there's you can get tested for COVID any, at any, well, it's all over the place in Nashville, but um, overwhelm. That's what I'm saying. And uh, I um, I don't know if I'm going to come uh, come down with symptoms and, of course, the thing or not. I will uh, I will get a text. I signed up to get a text. I have a feeling it'll say your results are ready. Click here, and then I go into a website on my phone. Or what if it's just a text that's just like, "Sir, you are positive." Um, I have questions. I, like so many of us, are just keeping it real with myself as best as possible. A lot of good journaling, a lot of well, too much social media time. I'm on Twitter at Geoff Little dot. Oh wait, it's just at Jeff Little um, at Twitter. Uh, and there's just so much going on. I think I think the amount of time on social media is not good, and yet. It's just sort of, it's just sort of a release valve. I recently went, I know I'm supposed to not be going out very much. And I I just did this yesterday. It was before the test result situation. But I went to McKay's books, uh... If you are a Nashvilleian or Tennessean, because there's a couple locations, McKay's is just the world's ultimate used bookstore and like record store. And going there is it's like super cool garage sale. And the feeling of finding media treasures for cheap. I think I think I can say after my considerable number of years, I think that's just something I love. I think I really love media of whatever variety and some combo of obscure and affordable and good, probably in reverse order. (laughs) Uh, I I got some book. I got two Charles Baxter books yesterday from his early career. And let me think. I got a Glennon Doyle Melton book. Did I say that right? I sometimes I get the names out of order, but I, I got her a book for Tara of hers. And um, I got a few other books. I'm drawing a little bit of a blank. They were not P. 
people I've heard of. You know what I do is I use Goodreads. Goodreads is a social media for book people, for book nerds. And you, but it's um, it's pretty amazing. You can scan any book, almost any book. I would most books, okay, in in English, and you scan them, and then it'll tell you how many people have made some comment on the Goodreads website, and you get an idea if the book that you're interested in is regarded as good or not. So I can find books at McKay's, scan them with my phone, and then make a judgment as to if it's something I want to read or not because other people liked it. Or in some cases, not a lot of people actually knew about it. There's, it's, it can be obscure. And then, and then you don't know. You don't know if it's, um, it's a little bit of mystery. But, but scanning it at all will give you some information because almost every book is in Goodreads that's been published. Um, so that's... I got a little stack of books, which in terms, <laughs> in terms of if I needed books, I totally didn't. But I... I it's, you know, a little less than 11 bucks, I walk out of there with a little stack of books and something about that was just hopeful. And I felt happy. <laughs> um, yeah. I, if you do Goodreads, you can find me on Goodreads and, uh, a few of the books I've listed that I've already started reading. I'm a big, this is kind of a depressing thing to say. <laughs> I'm a big, did not finish a DNF. I usually can tell very early on if a book is going to hold my attention. And it, I, I get, what, what do I mean by that? It doesn't have to be written. It doesn't have to be written like in a way that I would talk or write. It can be a little bit left of center, but I, there's kind of a sixth sense that I have, even if the language is elevated or super low or whatever, but there's some, I, I get a sort of knowledge in the first chapter of a book where I'll know if I can really read the whole thing or not. And I'm, this sounds silly, but I, I'm almost always right. <laughs> uh, I read probably two or three books a month. Sometimes I, sometimes I end up skimming. I'm a member of a book club, Books and Brews which is brought to us by Nashville Public Library. Anybody listening to this right now, because we're meeting virtually, anybody can join us. And uh, you can look up, you can look it up on the web, of course, Nashville Public Library, Books and Brews. And the main librarian, he's a good dude and a friend, Andrew. Um, he will get you hooked up and you'll know when we meet. We recently did Tara Westover Educated. A really memorable book and a super, super successful book from about two years ago. And I really am glad I read it. I did not find it to be quite as impactful as a lot of folks did, which I know sounds snobby and a little elitist. 
it just was a little bit trauma porn to me. And I, I'm really glad I read it and it gave me a lot to think about. And I, I like, there's a lot of themes that I resonated with broadly, not super specific. Um, I read a sci-fi book for books and brews this past couple of weeks called Binti and an African-American writer wrote this sci-fi book about a young, it's kind of a young adult fiction kind of thing. Really great. Um, reading these days in the age of COVID-19 is a meditative practice to me. My big challenge to myself, which I often fail, is to put the phone maybe in another room. Because <laughs> reading is different than scrolling, man. Reading is like, you gotta, especially if it's a book that you're turning pages, it's like, man, you've got to kind of show up with like a deeper self than your reptilian Twitter self. <laughs> so, um... I deeply craved a couple days ago and I didn't, was never quite able to quench the craving, but I craved a classic, like a deep classic. I have a copy of the brothers Karamazov. I've never finished it. I read parts of it. I've even was assigned parts of it in college and I really like it. And I know it's, I know it's, um, just a fantastic piece of literature. I also have Anna Karenina, Similar feelings. I've never actually never read a ton of that one. I've read the first chapter like three times. <laughs> I've started it, and I really like it. And I, but I just don't. I know I'm in for such a long haul. But, dude, if I could read a big ass classic, summer 2020, COVID 19, I would remember that the rest of my life. I because I haven't really hunkered down and read a classic in years like a big ass classic there's a book that I read junior year junior summer I should say because it was after my junior year and I was about to take AP English at Kempsville High which I was very proud of I didn't make it into a lot of AP classes but I had a reading list to start senior year. And on that reading list was a classic that I think I had. I had an experience with that, with this book. It's Tess of D'Urbeville, Thomas Hardy. I'm going to guess when it was written. I'm going to guess that it was written and published around 1850. I could be off by some number of years. Um, I gotta say, I, I was, you know, this is back in 19, 1992. Um, here's, here's one thing I remember about that. I, it was the last great driving family vacation my dad and mom drove us on. And I remember, this is, you know, just years ago before all the stuff you could now take, way before iPads and all that. But I remember being in the car and then even late at night, here's what I really remember. Late at night, everybody would go to bed. Grandma would go to bed. Grandpa would go to bed in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I would pull that 
Tess of D'Urbeville by Thomas Hardy out. And man, it freaked me out in such like an emotionally like rich, sad, class, guilt, shame, scorned woman, shamed woman. All the feeling I can still remember in my brain. This is what almost 30 years ago. I can remember when Angel and Tess kind of break in late in the book into like an abandoned mansion and try to work some stuff out, so to speak. Uh, and there I was, I think I was literally 16. And uh, and I was uh, enraptured or just raptured. I was either enraptured or raptured. I'm going to go with raptured. I was really taken by that book. And so there's a, that's in a way that's like this ethereal memory of a classic. I got some work to do. I don't have that much summer left. I got, if I'm going to go for it, man, I really got to go deep. Um, other, other contenders. I have Madame Bovary, which I've wanted to read. I have a copy of that. Um, I've not even read any of that, and I know I've never read any Flaubert, so that's out there. Uh, any other? I'm trying to think of. I, I have a ton of more contemporary literary fiction. I'm just trying to think about pure out classics. Um, yeah. I will update. If I go for it, I will update. I have a few other books. Um, that I already have in the in the hopper. So I'm available for any feedback on this podcast, ideas in this podcast, questions, letters, confessions, L I L W H Q at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's Little Geo on Instagram. Um, thanks for listening to the COVID thing. I am curious if I'm going to get sick. And I, I, I think I, when I say that, I'm a little, being a little bit silly because I'm, tr I'm actually masking some deeper concerns because I'm a little afraid. Uh... I mean, here's the thing, man. If I don't get it this time, am I probably going to never even come close to getting it again? No. As of today, uh, July 9, 2020, it's... Uh, COVID is raging. It's really bad. I know the death rates are, you could say, under control. But getting sick is scary and sad and uh, and in this case, threatening to others in a specific and kind of special way. So, yeah, um, I hope everybody's doing okay out there <clears throat> and uh, we've got each other. We don't have everything we want, that's for sure. Find ways. I'm speaking to myself. How can I reach out to people that I really care about uh, and stay in touch with them? And uh, 
just let them know that uh, everybody's feeling kind of funky and kind of sad, and we're all doing what we can. Thanks for listening. Until next time. I really don't know what you're driving. I just don't. Yellow light, or perhaps there's been some interference.